All right, welcome to Wolf Dan's Saturday set, summer edition. Everyone's at the beach, but Fizzer, yeah. you and I, we're not. No, we're the here. Office, Someone no. has to try and find the winner, so we're here. Yeah. We play next man up content at Wolf Den. The King Zone, he's at the beach. So um, big day man. for you. You've made it to the front of the grid. Yeah, I'm normally out wide on the wing. But yeah, I've made it into the hot seat. Did you tell your wife that you've you've made it to the front grid of the Saturday uh, set? No, I don't think she, she cares about that <laughs> does much. She even, does she even know the Saturday set exists? Wouldn't have a clue. The Very kids good. do. Very good. Yeah. Let's get into it. Um, so we normally talk feature racing, but it's a very, very quiet Saturday around the traps tomorrow. There's nothing really doing that excited us in terms of feature racing, so we're probably going to skip it by. Before we do that, we just have a very brief chat about the two-year-olds. There's a couple of nice two-year-old races at Gold Coast. I think it's Gold Coast race two and three. Yeah. A couple of the fancied runners that are going to be in the uh, two-year-old Magic Millions race next Saturday. Yeah. Arabian Summer in, in one race and then Spy Y in the other. Did you... Anything interest you in those races, Fitz? What did you make of them? Um, both of those horses came out top pick off my ratings, mm. but they're not races I get heavily involved in. Young two-year-olds with not many starts and a couple of first starters in the race yeah. that I really don't know much about. So, and they're all, they're both odds on those two things. Yeah. So probably just a watch watch case for me. Yeah, fair enough. Mm. All right. Well, why don't you um, give us your set, and then I can read the King's Own set out as well, and then we'll have a little bit more of a chat. <laughs> no worries, mate. Um, so. We're going to go across to Ascot Race 3, number 5, a horse called Rocket Juice. 1,200 metres uh, last start, got back in the field. I think 1,400 looks perfect for this horse, hit the line really well. Um, I think it'll push forward this time, so good bet for me. It's about $3.20 with Labrokes right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to Gawler Race 4, number 6, this is a Melbourne horse, Cradle of Life. I've been on it its last two. First up, Sandown, looked like I was out for a run. Last start did try, was heavily backed and, and just missed at Mooney Valley when it was probably unsuited by the way the track played. Mm-hmm. Goes to goes to Gawler. Um, it is a dual acceptor in Geelong race one, I think. Right. But it's an emergency there, so I think it might go over to Adelaide. Okay. Um, hoping it does anyway. It looks, looks a good bet to me. It's about $2.80 with Labrokes. Um, Gold Coast race seven, number 13 is my other clear bet. Zoe's Promise, it's 1,800 metres for I think pretty much the first time, I think. Coming out of a group three um, at Gosford yep. where it got run down on the line, um, I'm expecting Chris Lees to have it primed. Should sit outside the leader at the Gold Coast and I think it would be very hard to beat. Very good. Great set. I will now read the King Zone set out. What a great privilege it is. Huge shoes to fill. So he's, he says he didn't really think it was a very good day. No real specials, but he found a few for us. So we've got a Gawler Race 7, number five, Aroika. Impressive debut win at Strathalban. Should be able to handle the rising grade. There are no stars in this field, and it's about $3.10 at the moment, that horse. We go to Gold Coast Race 8, number 11, Junquera. John O'Shea has had a lot of issues with this horse since winning at the Gold Coast this time last year. What I like is her trial win last week, and if John has her right, she is terrific value. And the last of the King Zones tips, Ascot Race 6, number 1, Atlantis Beach, about $7. His last four have all been enlisted races where he's been relatively competitive, back sharply in grade on Saturday. And Fizz, in pre-production, we mentioned $7 that horse, and you thought that was a great price. Yeah, look, it, it just drifted because they've just backed the pike runner, um, Captain Pluto, which I've actually had something on myself, but Atlantis Beach comes out top pick on my ratings and my form. Mm-hmm. Um, $7 definitely looks generous odds. Excellent, excellent. And while I've got you there, why don't we have a little bit of a chat about how you go about doing the form for Saturday. So obviously... Yeah. You've got your sort of your best bets there for Saturday. 
when do you start trying to find them? So Wednesday, I start doing my formula out midday is when I can get access to my ratings and my database comes through. Because the acceptance through. have come out, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So about midday, I run all my data then and then have a really – while I'm sort of in the middle – it's fine in summer, but in the middle of uh, winter, it's a lot harder for me because we're in the middle of betting in the yeah. racing. Yeah. So it um, takes me a bit, bit of time throughout the day <laughs> meant to be focusing on the races, but – I do quickly have a look at my ratings and see if anything is really, really clear. Yep. And if they are, I generally am waiting for the tab to go up. Yep. And I try and have something on at the top odds. It's getting harder and harder to do though. Yeah. And then what about on Thursday, Friday and even Saturday morning? What do you so, do So, yeah. So Thursdays, I, I do my Wednesday form for Ascot too and that comes out on Thursday. So I try to be first in there uh-huh. to have a few bets. Yep. Um, Thursday and Friday, I'm always monitoring the scratchings yeah. and I'm taking horses out because sometimes on my ratings, I might have three or four horses really well clear of the rest of the field, but they're all bunched at the top. Mm. So what happens is three of them all of a sudden get scratched and I'm left with one horse that's really, really clear. Mm. And then I'll try and find the top odds and I'll, I'll have a bet there. I do a lot of my betting early. Cool. And how do you how do you put your form together? Like the King's Own bets in telephone numbers, but you bet yes. in area codes. Yes. So you're much more relatable to a lot of the people watching. Yes. I'm my, I'm I'm more like the other average punters out there. Yeah. And yeah. so what? Um, yeah. How do you do your form? Like it's, I presume it's nowhere near as sophisticated as complex as King's. No, mine's mine's pretty simple. So I got I got my form, which is nothing like King's's, but just very simple. I just run a run a bunch of ratings, um, and I put it into the back end of my database, which which basically just adds them all up for me, mm. takes a bit of weight into account and does different things and then spits out a ratings ratings for me. Mm-hmm. I then add videos to it. So I always watch the horse that I've found, go and have a look at their past runs, if not check trials, if they've been first up or something like that. Um, and then sort of just weigh up how much I think I should be having on that bet. Mm-hmm. And that's the sort of key to my betting. I don't have a particular staking plan as such like maybe Kings does. We have sort of minimum and maximum bets and mm. all that. I do have a minimum and maximum bet, but it's a bit off the cuff when it comes to when I see a horse go up at its price, I think what it should be price-wise, and then I bet accordingly. So if a horse I think is favourite, looks like it might be a little bit shorter, but they put up evens, I don't get carried away with it. But if I see a horse I think it's going to be evens and they put up 440, they're the bets I have that are larger for me. Mm. And you're a pretty simple punter, and that's not to be in any way derogatory, no. though, but what I'm trying to accentuate is that it's you don't think you have any more ability or smarts than the vast majority mm. of people watching this. Not at all. There's, there's, there'd be guys out there on the den that are much better than me. Mm. I just know I found a way to win, mm-hmm. and I stick to that. And, and just let's try and boil that down. What are the three or four fundamentals of what – what are the most important things that allow you to, to usually win every year? It's definitely had – it's definitely my ratings. It's yep. definitely been the major factor that I can win off. And they're just basic ratings from, a, from a website, basic, right? Exactly yeah. right. Anyone and, can and access Anyone them. can access them or yeah. they can buy ratings, which is which is pretty cheap out there these yeah. days. But even like racing and sports would be good. They're good ratings. Yeah. They're great ratings. There's even a couple of young guys in here, they've started to use them and, and found ways to work them. Yep. Um, I just find that it's learning how to read what, what it spits out Mm-hmm. And then working out um, sort of how much you want to have on the better bets and the worst bets. It's how you, it's how you handle your betting. I think is a big big key to yeah. knowing how to win. I mean, I went through a terrible run at the probably around seventh month of last year, where yeah. I reckon I went three months, the worst three months I think I've ever had betting. Mm. Um, I lost, 
but I was already up substantially for the year mm. and I lost half my bank, but I did nothing different other mm. than towards the end I bet down mm. um, because I still had money in the bank and I still yep. was betting with that profit. Mm. So um, I then swung it swung my favour, which I know it will, but mm. that was a bit longer than normal, that, that bad run. Mm-hmm. But it swung around and I ended up um, having a decent year and I the last month of the year I ended up having a really good sort of fight back yeah so awesome. i got back some money yeah. so you really rely on your ratings and then you, you, it's about just sort of getting a sense and a feel for that ratings which would take yes. like it take most people three to six months to get a real feel for how their ratings are working there's yeah. a lot of trial and error and stuff isn't that's there? right you got to work yeah. out if you can win off it yeah because not every ratings you're not going to just win getting a plane rating you got to work out how how to put them together mm. how to get your top pick how to work out how clear that top pick is and then working out sort of like how to bet off those ratings if you can win. Like mm. it's it's not the easiest thing, but it's also not impossible to do. And you've never back-tested, right? Like, a, you know, the really sophisticated punters back-test. I don't have a database to do that. Yeah. But Kings, fortunately enough, back-tested my ratings for me because yeah. I did have – I've had these ratings or similar ratings for the last over 15 years or maybe 10 to 15 years, something yeah. like that. And I – Kings t- back-tested them and we worked out exactly when I win and I do better on the metros than I do the provincials – and the country off yeah. these ratings I use currently. Yeah. So I worked out that instead of betting in the country, I just focus on metros and I focus on Wednesdays and Saturdays races. Right, excellent insight. Thank yeah. you for that. Cheers. Um, I think that'll just about do us. Solid Saturday set. We cool. can all go back to the beach now. There'll be a lot of yeah. people up at uh, the Gold Coast going to the beach. Um, them. Only other thing, don't forget, uh, comps, free-to-play comps. They're always running. We'll have one uh, tonight, tomorrow night, and then also the usual Saturday start. Yeah, good. That's about it. Up the den. Thank you. See you next week. See you guys. Think, is this a bet you really want to place? For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.